end this episode. What is up, everybody? It's Spiker. I hope everyone's doing well. We're actually doing an audible on this episode. And what we're going to do is I came across a really good Tiger TV episode with Tori Tyson. And he was a former defensive coordinator for the New York Yankees. And he's had a number of years as being a scout. Right now, he works for Boris. Um, if you don't know who Boris is, he's one of the top sports agents um, in baseball right now. Um, one person that you probably recognize the name of Alex Rodriguez, Boris represented Alex Rodriguez and Tori works for Boris right now as a scout and helps him find new talent and is part of that industry right now. But I want to play back this episode that I had with him back, I think it was in 2016 or 2017. And there's a lot of great advice on scouting. And with the climate that we're in right now, I think this is just a good episode to listen to. Um, a lot of core principles that I absolutely believe in. You'll start hearing some lingo that we use constantly when it comes to recruiting and scouting. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much. Please give us a review. If you haven't, please share this with someone. If you find extreme value in this episode, I know you will. And if you're a new listener, this is The Closing Pitch. This is a show about people, culture, and how to create a winning lifestyle. Hit that subscribe button if you like what you're listening to. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Welcome back to another edition of Tiger TV. I'm your host, Spiker Helms. I'm here with Tori Tyson, former minor league manager, defensive coordinator, and now a scout. Let's head straight into it. So scout on the scouting end of things, um, when you're grading players, when you're out, out on the field, what is it that you look for? How do you grade them? Um, and how do you know when a guy's like, that's, that's a dude? Well, you know, quite honestly, when you, when you talk about a dude, because we actually use that term a lot. We're like, that's a dude. Um, uh, that's pretty industry-wide standard. Uh, you'll know, uh, from our standpoint, you'll know who's, who's a, a dude. And, and that means he's going to play in the big leagues, and he's going to you know, play consistently in the big leagues. Um, from, from that standpoint, it's, it's pretty easy to tell those guys. The, the ones that are tough are the ones that pop later in their career. Um, you know, so you're, you're looking for a guy that's going to possibly be a dude because that's what 95% of these guys are is yeah. possible dudes. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I'll skip over the, the dude part of it <laughs> yeah. and go to the possible dudes because yeah. that's like real life. Mm -hmm. We obviously look for the tools. You know, you, you talk about the five tools and you're hoping that a player has five tools. Um, you know, and and really um, what the way I look at things is I, I look for um, guys that catch my eye in pregame mm -hmm. with the things they do, whether it's um, bat speed. Obviously, that's a, that's a no-brainer. Um, bat speed during batting practice, how the ball carries off their bat. Um, defensively, just their actions, how smooth they are, what kind of motions they have. We call them actions. Um, and then just the way the ball comes out of their arm. It's, and it, it's not how hard they throw the ball. It's just how, how the ball comes out of their arm. I know um, a lot of scouts told me I was mechanical. And I'm like, I never make errors. Like, you're an idiot. 
you know, but uh, now that, you know, fast forward 25 years, now I get what they mean. I was very, you know, stiff with everything I did. I was taught the wrong things at Mizzou. That, that didn't help. So I had to get into pro ball and, and kind of uh, work backwards and say, okay, let's forget everything I just learned. Uh, let's, let's build up and, and go from there. Um, so those are the things um, that we kind of look for, just, just the way they move the actions. And, and quite honestly, the things that I, I think I mentioned to you the other day is, is that kids don't know or even even older guys, guys that I'm following in the minor leagues, don't know is we watch the way they interact with their teammates, uh, the way that they act, uh, carry themselves in the dugout on and off the field. Um, things like that because you, you really, the, like I said, the percentages are so low of these guys making it to the big leagues. You really don't want to have a cancer in that in that dugout or in that locker room. So, you know, when it comes down to it, you want, you want quality guys too. You want quality teammates. So when it comes down to two players with equal talent, if we know, you know, this guy is going to help with the club, mm-hmm. you know, with, with some off the field or, or on the dugout in the clubhouse things, we're taking that guy for sure. So leaders yeah leaders great or or leaders by example you know those type of guys you don't have to be a rah-rah guy I, I not a big fan of the rah-rah guys <laughs> the uh, one that's just yelling on the field like why is that guy yelling well, it's he like, keeps on yelling it's like being around Jeter for all those years you're like god I can't even beat him to the top step to like give people a high five like come on man back down a little but you know those are those are what the great ones do now with college recruiting and say, it keeps on getting younger and younger, it feels like. Next thing you know, they're going to be going to middle schools and sixth graders and be like, hey, you want to come to University of South Carolina? It's happening. It's happening. Now, sophomores right now are dealing with that, with that having bombardments of coaches. And they honestly don't know what they want to do with their life or what they want to go through for their schooling. How would you approach that if you have all these college coaches coming to you? Like, how would you approach that? Would you be like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, how do you do that? Yeah, that, I mean, that's a tough one as a father. I've got a 12-year-old um, right now playing 12U, and um, in our little world down here in Charleston, we just had a 13-year-old commit to Mississippi State. But but for me, it, it kind of like, I and mean, I just learned about this like two weeks ago. It, it shocked me because I'm like, wow, I, I haven't even uh, thought I knew what I I was doing but I got to get my kid ready for college next year <laughs> you know um, so it is tough it is they are getting younger younger and younger I think um, you know the the big things you want to do is you you want to maintain the leverage that you have you know if you have multiple schools coming at you you don't want to do what I did a long time ago and say nope I'm going to Ole Miss it's Ole Miss you know because then the Ole Miss are bust uh, yes and and um, you know because what happened was some of the other schools like Missouri that I ended up going to were like well then forget you and they they move on from from where they're you know pursuing you um so you you want to maintain your leverage but it's okay to completely be honest with them and say i you know what i don't know what i'm going to do right now we're collecting information i think i think information is the key to all this and and being educated um that's why i love you know the company i work for right now all we do is try and educate the players and the families on those decision making you know moves um so that way you don't give up any of that leverage. But, you know, it's okay to just say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave my options open. Um, you know, I appreciate, you know, you, you know, offering me this or coming after me. Um, but I, I really don't know what I'm going to do. I have multiple schools coming after me. And just and just wait. And, and quite honestly, you know, you're probably not going to want to go play with someone that doesn't, uh, that stops recruiting you because you won't commit to them. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you don't want to go to that guy. 
because you know they're not there for you. I know they have to win, and yeah. we all get that. Yeah. Um, but you, you also you want to. It gives you a chance to see what kind of character those guys pursuing you have as well. So communication trumps all. Yes. Yes, in all facets of life. I mean, I, I think you have to just tell them, you know, where you're at, and, and see what they say back to you because they're in the same boat. They're not just recruiting you. Yeah. You know, the, you got to remember, just because you're the star shortstop your sophomore year, yeah, there's thousands of them, and there's probably a dozen star shortstops that they're recruiting at the same time, and they're not going to tell you, hey, if you don't sign, we got this guy, so we don't care, or you know, or we'd rather have this guy, but we're recruiting you softly. So, so just be honest with them, and, and um, you know, I wouldn't just shut down any other avenues. Trending topics right now, hitting-wise, um, Donaldson goes on MLB Network, and then you have guys on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They're, they're, yeah, it's like a shout match. It's like whoever can yell the most wins. It is. And I wanted to get your perspective on this with, with how baseball's trending right now, because it goes up and down. It goes back to old school. It goes back to new school. It keeps on going over and over and over again. What's your thoughts? Oof, that's there's that's a loaded question. I you know I have so many thoughts going through my head when you say that. You know, for me, I think it's great um, that the social media world of baseball is really challenging the coaches that honestly I think should get out of the freaking game. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they, they need to leave. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to listen to others, to hear what guys like Josh Donaldson say on MLB Network. If you're not willing to challenge yourself to say, okay, maybe I'm not teaching the right thing, maybe I can teach something better, then you need to leave. You know, you need to move aside. Um, I don't think that anything's necessarily changing with the swing. I think we're figuring out what works better than you know we thought worked in the past, and it's really hard. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been in a, a battle with this front foot stuff. Uh, you know, whether it's open or closed and stuff, and it, and some of it's just defining terms. But I think I think it's great. The well, Twitter doesn't give you enough words to argue with somebody, so it's frustrating. Like you know, flipping down, you're reading a chat, you're on one of those hashtag chats, yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's um, why Facebook's so great. <laughs> but I know I agree. But you know, I I just think, uh, like I said, I, I think there's so much room for talk about each thing, and, and it should kind of make you think because every hitter has to think something different to get to the same result. I mean, we can watch big league hitters and say, hey, 98% of them do this, this, and this. Because that, that's true. Yeah. Now, how they do that and how they get to there and what they're thinking when they are getting to those spots, yeah. it's different for everybody. I've said some weird stuff to hitters in the minor leagues to get them to do the right thing, and I'm like, wow, I've never said that to anybody, and I'll probably never say it again, but it worked for that one guy. Yeah. And that's the thing that these Twitter guys, these, these uh, cage gurus, yeah. you know, all these swing rebellion, I shouldn't have dropped a specific term, but yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you know, they've been in a cage their whole life, so you got to be careful with those guys. That's not hitting, yeah. it's swinging. You know, that, there's a difference between, ooh, he's 100 miles an hour off the bat on the tee. Guess what? <laughs> He doesn't he change doesn't, speed. Yeah. He doesn't go You're away at the last the second. You know, that's why you, you take guys like um, uh, hitters like uh, uh, Batista. Yes. You know, you take Batista. I mean, gosh. High leg kick guy. It, yeah. Drive tremendous guy. bat speed. Power yeah. out the yin-yang. He's only six foot. Two. And, it, it, I mean, he's awesome. And he hit 188 off breaking balls. Do you want to be a 188 hitter off breaking balls? Now, why big leaders don't just throw them seven in a row and yeah. be, you know, and walk them or, or you know, uh, let them hit 188? I don't know, but 
you know, so there's certain things that, you know, work for some guys, don't work for others. And that's the, the thing about coaching hitters and not swingers is you, you just got to be careful. So, so you know, I, I'd like to throw caution while I'm on your show uh, <laughs> to the parents. Yeah. You know, be careful with who you're jumping into the cages with. Yeah. You know, if, they, if they're not talking about the game and about the thought process and about actually hitting and they're just talking about swing mechanics over and over and over and, and about your velocity. Line yes. towards oh. the ball at a 45-degree yes. curve. Because you'd be surprised, you know, working with guys like Pujols, Jeter, A-Rod, the things that go through through their head are very simple. Yeah. Not one of them has been taught these angles and these, you know, shoulder do this and this and you know, not one. So, but uh, yeah, it's everything's very simple, yeah. and and it doesn't have to be complicated. So you, you know, there's there's that fine line that we've got to find. I know, but I do like the the challenge that the trending stuff has has brought because you know I've been up late arguing with people on Twitter and Facebook several times. Uh, but I think it, it makes you better. It makes you think. Yeah. I mean, you gotta you got to have some type of discussion. If, if no one challenges, you're not getting better anyways. So. Correct. Last question. I'm trying to give give a lot of value to guys that want to get into baseball. How have you made a career out of baseball? Like, what was your path? And what, what would you recommend to those, to those guys that want to pursue a career in baseball? Um, well, you know, career after you play. Yeah, after you um, play. Yeah, well, playing helps. Yeah, it does. That helps a lot. I think... It's, it's invaluable. If you want to get into the player development side of, of baseball, if you want to start coaching with uh, affiliates or organizations, um, you know, I think playing helps. I don't think you have to, but playing definitely helps um, because you've been where those guys are. You can say, hey, you know, I've been in your shoes. I know what it feels like after a 16-hour bus ride to get off and do this. So that, that definitely helps. But um, other than that, you, you've really got to network yourself. You've got to maintain relationships. And I think social media has helped that a lot. Um, you can stay in touch with people um, Well, the ABCA has a hashtag chat every, every, I think it's like every Thursday or something like that. And then Facebook, obviously, if you get in those groups, yeah, you're in the I fire. Mean, I mean, even LinkedIn. I've been offered jobs through LinkedIn, and I, I don't even use it, you know. Wow. Uh, um, so it, it's just a, it's kind of just a constant resume builder and network builder um, to get your foot in the door. Um, and then once you you know get your foot in the door, you have to be willing, like we were talking about, to consistently challenge yourself and be willing to learn from people. Ask questions. Don't just talk. Um, ask questions and, and get better at things. I mean, that's that's what I did at every point in my career. You know, I jumped into being, you know, the defensive coordinator with the Yankees where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I never played first base. I have no idea what I'm doing. So I had to go to Pujols to share, say, teach me everything you can, please. I know we only got, you know, an hour a day here, but, like, I, I need to teach 25-year-olds what to do, and I have no idea. Um, you know, so you have to always, you know, be willing to, to grow and admit that you might have made mistakes before. I In this very building, 20 years ago, I was teaching kids things I would never teach today. But at the time, that's the information I had. That's what I thought was best, and, and you teach it. Yeah, exactly. Well, Tori, thanks for coming on the show. I right. appreciate it. Guys, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, like us on Facebook, um, subscribe to our channel, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you find some type of value and it gets you excited about teaching, recruiting, scouting. Um, 
just know that there are a lot of things out there. There's a lot of options out there, a lot of opportunity. Go out there, go take it. We will be back with our next episode on this upcoming Thursday. Um, If you are listening back to this in the year 2040, (laughs) um, just go ahead and switch over to the next episode. But thank you guys. We love you. Please give us a review, share it. Um, We appreciate everything that you do. The support is unbelievable. Thanks. Talk soon.